Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wanting the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Ragland, and frankly, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, this is a fun interview-style podcast where I bring on incredible artists that do amazing stuff on a weekly basis. And well, with this week's episode, I consider it odd that I was able to get him on the podcast in the first place. <laughs> Today's guest is James Rollison better known as The Odd Ones Out, an animator, webcomic artist, best-selling author, voice actor, and co-showrunner of a Netflix animated series, among several other things. Seriously, when I heard that James was even remotely interested in coming on this podcast, I cannot tell you the amount of excitement I had for this episode, and the conversation that you were about to listen to further encompasses that more than anything else. I, I, what I'm trying to say is you guys are in for a very special episode of the podcast, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. If you enjoyed the conversation, make sure you support James with the links down in the description below. Though I'm going to go ahead and take a bet that most of you guys already supported him in the first place. That's why you're here, which in that case, thank you guys. I greatly do appreciate it. If you do enjoy this podcast, make sure you do like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff, and I absolutely love it. Or leave a comment down below and tell me your favorite part. And I'll tell you what, a better way that you can support this podcast is by going to the brand new merch shop at post-modern-art-podcast.fourthwall.com. There's a link in the description below. Don't worry, it's so much easier to go there. There you can find some outstanding designs done by some amazing artists, including one of the ones that you'll see in the episode if you're watching the video version. Whether it's a fun little cheeky meme, uh, a good representation of where you represent yourself in the LGBTQ plus community, or just, you know, helping me support the podcast by wearing a cool logo. There are many great options for you to try on today. But now, without further ado... Please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Can I talk about the your background? Really, <laughs> like what's behind you? Yes, I know absolutely. podcasts are, are normally an audio format, so we probably have a lot of people just listening right now, and they can't visually <laughs> see what, what I'm talking about. But you got a bunch of posters. Mm -hmm. um, what is it? Uh, the Lil Nas, I think. Yep. I, that I see, see him. Uh, Far-fetched, I see plushies. Yes. Is that Simon's cat up there? Simon's cat. Wait, okay. Which it's, way? Is it this? It's right oh, yeah. directly above your head. Directly. No. Okay, so that is from an artist named Charles Brubaker that does uh, Ask a Cat. Um, this was mm. actually this was actually a thumbnail that he did for his interview when I interviewed Aww. him. What he does is he, he draws out like the line art and then digitally scans it mm. in and colors it uh, digitally. Oh, he's one of those. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I say one of those because that's how a lot of people start. They, mm -hmm. uh, you know, getting getting used to drawing on the computer after drawing on paper for so long. Right. And especially getting those like Intuos tablets or like the tablets that don't have a screen on them where you, you're just drawing on a piece of plastic pretty much. Yep. Those are super jarring because you're like drawing on paper, but you're like looking somewhere else. Um, and I that was my first tablet. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I was the exact same way where I would draw something out on paper, scan it in, and then just... I wouldn't call it tracing. I guess you are tracing your own mm. art, but you know, it's, it's, it's just literally just a way to get used to drawing on that on a computer, you know? Yeah. Whoever gets the job done more than anything else. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I was gonna say thank you once again, sincerely, for taking the time to do this. Whenever my uh, producer uh, Tipsy like told me, "Hey, I got the odd ones out." Interested? I'm like, "Wait, are you talking about someone that works for the odd ones out or the odd ones out?" <laughs> it's, no, no, I, I love doing it. I love. Let's just talk about me. <laughs> well, there kidding. you go. Um, <laughs> there I, am. <laughs> um, I, I, I will no. say, as I was doing my research, I figured out a lot of cool, like, interesting stuff about you, including, like, the most interesting thing that I found was uh, I realized oh. that you – no, it, it's a good thing. I realized you were born the same year as mine because I went back and watched a couple of your videos. Um, like, the internet changed me was the one that, like, mm -hmm. reminded me. You're born 96. I'm born 96. So I decided yeah, yeah, to yeah. go one step further and be like, well, what exactly is his birthday? James, you are literally one day older than me. <laughs> you're may 15th i'm may 15th oh i'm one day older than you oh yeah. man so i can be like yeah when i was your age and then what i did yesterday exactly <laughs> oh goodness so yeah. I, we're I, almost twins we're, we're we're basically like you know i mean i'm sure some people would probably consider if you're born less than 24 hours within yourself some people consider that twins so i oh. i could i could say i am the odd ones out twin tri triplet at this point <laughs> i was gonna say i already have a twin I yeah think, i was gonna say I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have fair. a twin sister fair um, enough fair enough but um but once again seriously thank you for for doing this like oh, right off the bat no before problem. we get going um thanks for having me Oh, absolutely. All right, James, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. So mm -hmm. do you know those books you made in elementary school? <laughs> ah. Ah. How did you know? I did research. How did you know? <laughs> no, I'm just... You, you said it wrong, okay? It, it goes... So you know those books you made right. in elementary school? <laughs> right. No. What What about those books, Nathan? What about them? <laughs> I'm sure we'll touch on them maybe later. But no, seriously, the icebreaker question that I do want to ask is, let's say you get to go to a desert island on your own accords. It is just you alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe. Mm -hmm. Get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. With accommodations. You're not stranded on this island. It's, okay. it's, it's like a little island was... paradise for you. Okay, okay. So it's a stra it's a deserted island with amenities. Yeah, exactly. Basically, like okay. I said, a little island paradise just on your own. Uh, mm -hmm. to, to help make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever kind of headspace you want on this island. Um, if given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Ooh. Okay, so we're, we're, we're going to stay on this topic for a really long time, just so you know. Okay. You, you mentioned one piece of media or art. Like, yep. that's you're saying I could bring the Mona Lisa and just be like, ah, yes, if, this if will that, keep me entertained. You wouldn't be the first person to say that, honestly. <laughs> or no, no it was, it was, gonna, it was Starry Nights. That's what the, the one per, piece the person I'm, Well, that's it's a silly thing because I, I wouldn't. The starry night. That's that. What's that going to do? It's going to keep me entertained for a couple of minutes. It's going to be Maybe. cool. I won't have anyone to show it to. You know, <laughs> fair. Um, but when you when you say media, I, I can be video game, movie, book. Is that, is that what we're getting at? Yeah, that that's exactly all within that realm of possibility. Okay. Oh boy. Well, now I now I'm going to be so I'm going to think really hard about this question, even though I know it's just an icebreaker question. Um. <laughs> Hmm. Am I allowed to bring a how to make tiki drink DVD? And then I can also have all the ingredients to make tiki drinks. I mean, if that's what you want to bring, I'm not stopping you. Go for it. Okay. Cause I would love to like, while I'm on this deserted Island by myself with amenities, for some reason, I would love to just 
learn how to make tiki drinks and okay. then just you know get a bonfire going and then just taste all the pina coladas that i made <laughs> they i mean nothing else like i said you're on this little island that's a good kind of headspace to you know mm -hmm. get you with that vibe mm -hmm. of everything else right I, I, I don't think I'd pick – I'm not going to – my favorite movie is Treasure Planet. But if I'm on an oh. island by myself, I'm not just going to watch Treasure Planet by my – it's like, oh, I'm here on, with the ocean and the beach. Let me go inside and watch Treasure Planet for the 50th <laughs> time in my life. You know, like <laughs> – I mean, we can, we, can, we, can, gonna, we, we can make it like that outdoor inflatable cinema thing or whatnot so you can ooh. enjoy it at least outside. Okay, but if once again, if I'm on this island, I want to do something tiki themed. I'd pick right, up Leo right. And Stitch or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what would you pick, Nathan? What would I pick? Okay, I, because I, I've, I've answered kind of the broad answer, but I don't think I've ever narrowed down like a specific answer before. And I think if I'm gonna pick like a specific answer, I'm gonna choose like music, like something within the music realm, because mm. I think like that certainly helps, like get a nice little relaxing vibe to go with. And I don't know if you okay. can tell from my background, but the art, one of my go-to artists is Tyler the Creator right there. So yeah. I, I think, I think I would have to go. See, if I was cheating, I'd say his entire catalog, but that would be cheating. Um, Why is that cheating? You're. <laughs> First, I think it's cheating that we're on this deserted island with amenities. Did someone make an Airbnb <laughs> that has plumbing and electricity and then they just left? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure they, they come back at least a couple times a year to make sure that, you know, there's no like damage or, you know, wildlife affecting yeah, yeah, it yeah. or something like, like that. Sure, so, sure, sure. I mean, if you don't think it's cheating, then fine. Yeah. I'm going to bring Tyler Creator's entire back catalog and just listen to it back and forth over and over. Cause I love his music and it's a vibe sometimes. Okay. But at the beach alone. Yeah. yeah. All right. It, it, it gives me a good little, like, headspace more than anything else. Like, just enjoying. Do, th this is a little uh, jumping to a different question. Do you mm. like tiki bars at all? I don't think I've ever really been to a tiki bar before. The closest I've been to a tiki bar or something like that is, like, Margaritaville when I was on a cruise. And that wasn't <laughs> that, wasn't that great. It really wasn't. I, I, well, I don't know if those count. <laughs> uh, exactly. As I'm saying, so I don't think I've ever been to, like, well. I haven't really been to like a tiki bar like aesthetic mm -hmm. thing like that. I'd love to. I'd be more than down for it, but never, never, mm -hmm. yeah, never done that before. Yeah, I, 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 I'm slowly getting into tiki bars. I can't okay. tell you the names of the drinks because I haven't watched that DVD yet. But there's, <laughs> I've been to ones where they like serve alcohol out of like a big plastic clamshell, and it's like Ooh. meant for like eight people, but you know everyone has a big straw, and then you just <laughs> all work together to like. <laughs> down this this <laughs> this monster of a of a drink um all, yeah the vibe is just real nice it's like always beach themed always you know they put the little umbrellas I, I was doing research about like why do they put umbrellas in drinks is there some like scientific reason like does it keep the air cool or something and mm -hmm. then uh basically i found in my research no they just do it for aesthetic reasons and it's just yeah, it's fair. stuck <laughs> so yeah I, my my thing that i'd bring to a deserted island with amenities is a tiki bar setup that I can build and make my own drinks and, and learn how to finally make drinks that, that match the aesthetic. Cause I would love to go back to the States and then show everyone all my, my tiki bar drink skills, you know? <laughs> well, that is a great answer if I do say so myself. And I think mm -hmm. that is a wonderful way to start the postmodern art podcast. Welcome everyone. I Yay. am host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, Feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Uh, check out the merch shop on Fourth Wall. Link will be in the description below. Here, I'll give you a second to. to, to Can I, I'm going to read uh, to work less while telling their stories all the way through, and I'm not. <laughs> 
hilarious. It, it's a it's a it's a version of that like Sonic meme of like because uh, mm. I know someone did like the you know video I I want uh, video games with uh, crappier graphics and and more playtime and I'm not kidding or something along the lines of that. Okay, but um, I thought it was a great little thing. Shout out to Aiden Arts that did the art for this wonderful artist. Um, nice. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> he is an animator, webcomic artist, best-selling author, amateur boxer, voice actor, and co-showrunner <laughs> of a Netflix animated series. Welcome to the podcast, James Rollison, a.k.a. The Odd Ones Out! <laughs> Yay, that's me. It is you. It <laughs> certainly is. I probably shouldn't have needed to give you an introduction, but I just love giving those intros, so why not? No, no, um, that was great. I loved it. I loved all the the adjectives. I was going to say the adjective, the, just the points that you used to describe amateur boxer. Oof. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. You have competed in a boxing I mean, match. <laughs> I sure have for... 90 seconds <laughs> that's that's more time than i've spent in a boxing ring so i mean you got me beat yeah. there so uh <laughs> Bo- boxing is a whole lot of fun i i just want to go on this boxing tangent real quick i just hey you, you can go know, for you, it you'd think you'd think getting hit in the head multiple times you wouldn't want to ever like do that activity again but i think that just goes to show how fun boxing is where after getting hit in the head multiple times I'm like, yep. yeah, I still want to do that, you know? It's- I mean, more, more than anything else, like, it just seemed like, especially with the, the video that you put out about it, like, just the entire experience of, like, getting in that kind of mentality and, like, really mm-hmm. working towards something and, like, having mm-hmm. that at the end. Even if it was 90 seconds, having sort of the – the that's more, like a showcase of, like, how much work and effort you yeah. put into it. Like, it's got to be rewarding mm-hmm. a little bit. It's – and I also <laughs> – I learned from from doing the the whole experience, doing that whole – you know, putting doing all that work, I like stopped becoming stressed out or anxious about other smaller things in my life. Mm-hmm. So there is this time after Creator Clash, uh, my friends and I we went to a karaoke bar, right. and <laughs> the people were asking me like, "Oh, do you want to go sing karaoke?" And I was like, "No, not really." And they were they were like, "Oh, are you nervous?" And I was just like, "No." <laughs> you think I'm nervous singing karaoke after doing that? <laughs> like it was just. I don't know, like once once you put yourself out there and, and, you know, get beat up in front of all these people, other parts of your life don't seem as stressful anymore. So that's a good life hack for anyone who wants to get over anxiety is just get beat up in, in front of everyone. I think your friends were just calling your bluff and they took advantage of it. I think that's all that was. Right <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but. Like the intro kind of illustrates, like you've done like seriously a lot of incredible stuff, James. I definitely want to oh, thanks, divulge Nathan. into a lot of the stuff that you've done. But before I really divulge into that, I want to go back just a little bit and learn more or less the origin story of James, the odd ones out. Ooh, what got origin you story? What got you interested in art in the first place? I mean, I think like most art kids, it's just you just enjoy it and there's not really I don't know. Like I, I watched animated movies as opposed to live action movies mm-hmm. um, in school. I, I would be like doodling on my homework. Um, I think every artist has like a way to express themselves. You know, every art like there's some that like to make clay figures. There's some that ma- like to make oil paintings. Me, I like to make dumb little cartoons and then show them. Oop, bump my microphone. <laughs> I like to make dumb little cartoons and then show them to my friends and right. then you know get get their reaction from it. So I I always liked to entertain people with my art. My art was always it wasn't meant to be this like super dynamic, you know, blow your mind with how good it was. It was always supposed to be like just cartoons that are meant to make you laugh. Um, 
and I I was always doing like little doodles and 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 like making comics on on my school homework and stuff, and I was showing them to my friends. And then one day I just was like I had I made a comic I made a stick figure comic about Twilight. Do you remember Twilight? With, you know, <laughs> yes, Stephanie I remember Myers Twilight. Edward. Like I made a comic just making fun of Twilight. That's how long I've been. That's how long ago it was. Uh, and then I had such a fun time making that comic that I just kept making these stick figure comics. Mm -hmm. And then in like I just stopped paying attention in school. I was just making these little stick figure comics and showing them to my friends. And then. Eventually, I just kept making them, and I like wanted to like I guess take my art to the next level. You know, I wanted to let the whole world see these comics that I've been working on. And right. so for my sick for my 16th birthday, I got a drawing tablet. It was okay. a Bamboo Create. It was uh, it was one of those like rectangle plastic ones that when you draw on, you're you're not drawing on a screen. You're like drawing on a piece of plastic, and then you like look up at your computer to see where you're drawing and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, like most 16-year-olds, I was not, I didn't know what I was doing and I was very bad at, at drawing and, and really just like, I don't know, like I, I learned a lot about like, because I started out with just like very little art skills, just stick figures and, and I knew how to structure a joke and stuff, but I knew nothing about like compositing and color theory and, and you know, like line width and all that stuff. So I, I had basically started from square one and then just over time with practice and figuring out what works, what doesn't work, I was able to like get this style that I was happy with. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, so I started comics when I was 16. I posted this, this web comic called The Odd Number Ones Out because mm -hmm. the odd ONES was already taken. It was on <laughs> Tumblr too. And I don't know if you remember Tumblr. I, uh, I, I remember Tumblr. <laughs> I remember Tumblr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, just made these comics on Tumblr. Um, and I actually, I was able to grow a somewhat sizable audience. It was like a couple thousand followers, mm -hmm. um, which in high school, I'm like, thought I was the, the, the big shot guy. You know, I was <laughs> like, I, I remember oh, this is, this is going to sound so conceited, but I, I had like 3,000 followers on Tumblr and mm -hmm. I, I had, there were 3,000 kids in my high school. And I remember just like one of the, on one of the days I was just like looking at all the people walking around, just going like, wow, this is how many followers I have, this many, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, uh, it, which, yeah, is, that's what happened. And then um, when I was 18, so I've been doing comics for two years. I, I used to watch a lot of YouTube videos while I was drawing. Like that was okay. just in the background. I was just watching YouTube videos. And I remember thinking, I could do that. I could make a YouTube video. Um, and again, I didn't, I, I thought I could, but I didn't know what I was doing. So I was literally starting from square one. This is an embarrassing thing, but I didn't know that videos were supposed to be in 16 by nine or, you know, 19, uh, 1980 by 1080 or 1920 by 1080. Yep. Oh, I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> and so my very first video uh, was in like a square because I was like, oh, it's like a comic, you know, comic panels are square. So let's right. make a video square. Uh, and also my, my audio was bad. I, I didn't really know a lot about, you know, voice acting or even like which microphone to use. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, and then, you know, I always give people the advice. The first thing that the first thing you make of something is going to be bad, but you have to make the bad stuff first, so you know how to make the good stuff. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, then I was eight, eighteen when I started YouTube, and just kept on 
for some reason I didn't stop. I don't know. <laughs> no one, no one, no one told me to stop. So I just kept going. Um, and like, I always just, like I said, I liked to entertain people with my art. And then I was in college for like a semester and a half. I hated going, I didn't, I wasn't going to art college either. I was just going to some general random college in Utah. Right, right. Uh, Cause it was, it was actually, so I grew up in Arizona, but it was cheaper for me to go to college in a different state than it was to go to like the main college in, in Arizona. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> I hated my roommates. I didn't really go outside my dorm. It was a really sad life. It was a, uh, I just would like wake up, do like make YouTube videos, go to class, and then like go back and then like do homework and work in like the same like area. Like it was a very small dorm. I would, I would tell people that I would be able to like stand in the middle and then like hold my arms out and then like touch one wall and touch another wall. Um, and uh, thank God YouTube worked out because yeah. <laughs> while I was in yeah while I was in college my, my YouTube like kicked off I stopped going to my classes um, <laughs> I like because because the choices were stay home or stay in my dorm and make YouTube videos and mm -hmm. make money or go to class and do a major that I don't even care about uh, and not make money uh, and I chose to stay and do YouTube. And I remember I like called up my mom and I was like, hey mom, um, so I'm like making pretty good money on YouTube and I'm not going to my classes and I just like, w do I even have to finish this semester? Can I just drop out? And then she was like, yeah, you can do that, it's fine. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so then I like, it was, it was like, it was so funny because like my roommates who I didn't like, literally like on a Monday, I was like, hey, I'm uh, leaving, so see you around. <laughs> and, and I just like packed up on a Tuesday and then they never, and also then they, I don't know what they did with the dishes. Cause I was the only one in the dorm that did dishes. So now they, they're probably a big pile of dishes that are, that are still there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, ah, I, I'm going to go on a roommate tangent real quick, but like, hey, go for it. I, I, I like, it's so wild. Cause I, I made a video about my roommates mm -hmm. in college. Cause they were like messy and I was the only one that cleaned up after them. And I just, I just had this thought like, they probably saw that video, you know, like they, <laughs> like, could you imagine <laughs> being roommates with someone who just stayed in their dorm, they, like in their room all day. And then like a year later, you find out that they did this horrible, like my roommates were so terrible. You like posted this on YouTube. <laughs> like I would, I wouldn't like that. So <laughs> I'll I say, know. yeah, I, I can only imagine their kind of reactions, but I imagine <laughs> If one of them was smart enough, they'd probably be like, hey, yeah, so James, I just want to say, like, I'm sorry, man. Like, you know, you think you got, so, you know, you think you give me the hookup? I mean, you kind of use my likeness a little bit. Like, I feel like you get some residuals <laughs> or something. Yeah. Just, uh, like, sue me for defamation or something. <laughs> Let's not give them any ideas, shall we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, you're right. Oh. <laughs> no, but, like. No, I didn't use their real name, I guess. Uh. <laughs> it's good enough. Uh, what was I going to say? No, I mean, like, it's incredible to know, like, just how quickly it kind of just went from, like, getting introduced and like finding that love and passion in the first place to like really getting on board and really making it more of like a reality more than anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, like I, I can only imagine the grind, especially like starting out, like you trying to make this uh, a thing, whether it be with the web comics that you started off with or with actually making like YouTube videos. Uh, I, I did mm -hmm. want to go back to the web comics a little bit because like, I know there's a good bit of history when it comes to that just in the first place. Like mm -hmm. what was it about like web comics? What made you want to start off with there as a way to kind of like express yourself? Ah, see, okay, now now we're getting to some some uh, introspective questions where I have mm -hmm. to figure out like why I want to. I think honestly because uh, I I had to read my 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 parents really wanted us to read books, okay, and 
there was a rule in our house where you could only go on the computer for however long you read a book for. So if you read a book for 30 minutes, you could go on the computer for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, wasn't the best at reading, but my parents would let me read comic books. So they let me read like Garfield, Calvin and Hobbes and the far side. And that counted as reading. And I, I loved just like, just these like short snippets of just like, here's a character, here's their joke, here's the funny antics that they, they're getting into. And a lot of those like newspaper comics that people would read, they would only be funny because like you knew the characters and they had personality, you know? I, I think I said this in one of my videos, like, you know, we know that Garfield hates Mondays. So instead of him hating Friday the 13th, he hates Monday the 13th. Right. And that joke is only funny because of Garfield, you know? Um, so I, when I like actually first started making web comics, I tried making web comics like that with a, with a family that had characters with names and personalities. And I learned that like, oh no, a web comic is different than a newspaper comic because a web comic is just something that you see on Twitter or, or just wherever you get web comics. And it's mm -hmm. just supposed to be these little, little snippets of just relatable jokes and stuff. They're, they're not, you're not supposed to like there's too many characters you know, there's too many web comics to know like the personality and, and the intricacies of every every web comic um so i i started out with web comics because i was like this looks like fun and i like to make little doodles and you know show people my art and stuff um and so i i just started off with web comics because that's just what i read growing up and I, I like I said I just like to entertain people with my art it was always it was always the goal with my art was to entertain not really to like draw like Picasso or Mona Lisa or anything. Right, right, right. And I mean, like, especially learning that, like, you know, the, the, the newspaper comics is what started off that like love and passion and trying to understand mm -hmm. the difference between that and web comics. Like I can understand, I can only imagine how much of a, like a jarring experience it was to like have all these characters that you've invested time in. And then you post it online. It's like, Oh wait, no people that, that they have this when yeah. they're going on to web comics, stuff like that. I correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that's why you eventually like sort of cut back when it comes to the details of how you drew your characters to where you have the current, you know, marshmallow mm -hmm. fluff, you know, blob that you yep. have to represent yourself. Exactly. Exactly. You, you mentioned like, Oh, it must've been so hard. We're all these characters that you, you know, put so much love and care into. And then you had to just, take them away or whatever. I'm going to be honest, Nathan, I didn't spend too much time with the characters. You know what? Valid, what valid, I did, fair. <laughs> I, I, what I did, it's so wild because I, these, these characters that I did, I say, I, I'm using air quotes. I don't know if people could see me using air quotes. They were just, it was just a family of three boys and I wanted them to be the wacky ones, the three boys. They were the, the weird, they were the odd ones out. Whoa. Gasp. Then the, the, <laughs> my name is based off of these characters that don't even exist anymore. Right. Uh, so basically I just, it's just a, a family of three boys and then each, each boy had their own like personality. You know, there's the older brother, the middle brother, and the younger brother. And for some reason, I made myself the younger brother, even though I was the middlest growing up. So, oh yeah, no, no, same here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like I, you know, I was just starting out. There was a lot of things I had to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people people don't read web comics. Some do. Some might read web comics for like the the characters and the personality, uh, but those are the people that are like going to your website and checking in every single day to to see what what's new. Right. Uh, but most of the time, web comics are just you see them on Twitter, you see them on on Tumblr, and you you know you get a laugh. You're like, oh, this reminds me of my friend Jessica. Jessica, check out this web comic. Isn't it? <laughs> this is so you. You know. Um, but yeah, and uh, 
I, I honestly, I didn't know how to make money off of web comics. <laughs> I was, I guess I, I, like most people, I just like wanted to see the number, you know, the amount of followers go up and just be that, have that social clout and everything. Right. Now, now I'm like, where's the, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it's sad, but now I'm like, where the, there's no money in it. Although I say <laughs> that, but I'm, I'm doing web comics again. Yeah. Um, I am, I am, I, w- I went full circle and I, I'm making web comics. I, I, the reason I'm doing web comics again is because I, I'm so tired of thinking of a joke and then waiting two months to tell the joke. And then by that point, because, mm-hmm. you know, for videos, they take a really long time. And by the time, you know, the, the video is ready and you've sat with the jokes for so long, you, you start doubting that they're funny again. You, you start being in this, this horrible cycle of just like, is this even funny? But that's just yep. because you're, you're so used to it. Like, <laughs> it's, I don't know. Uh, just the comics are great because you can just, you, you don't have to create a whole intricate story you don't have to create intricate characters you can just think of a joke and a punchline and just do it you know exactly exactly i i have to wonder like because obviously again you start off with web comics so you probably have a good size catalog and stuff and you're you've revisited mm-hmm. web comics do you have a personal web comic that like that you created like one that you think back like this was an incredible joke and i cannot get enough of it no matter what ah my favorite web comic hmm Hmm. Oh, this is a. I, w- I was not prepared to answer this question. <laughs> uh, I remember this is this isn't necessarily my favorite web comic, but there was this one comic I did back in my Tumblr days. Uh, this guy he was waiting in line f- at a fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. and then he had the thought bubble. He was like in line, and he had a thought bubble that was like, "I'd like a large coke, a medium fries, and a number two, please." And then you know, he's getting closer, and he's like, "I would like." He's like repeating the order. He's like, "I'd like mm-hmm. large coke, a number two, and medium fry." Please. And then he's like getting more nervous. And then finally, he like is at the register, and he goes, "I would like a large coke." And then the wait, the 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 server goes, "Do you want fries with that?" And then he just like goes system error, and then like flops <laughs> over, and then like you know like doesn't <laughs> like it wasn't wasn't ready for that like change in the script. Uh, so I did that comic just about about you know the anxieties of ordering food. But then, like, I remember seeing on Tumblr, people were, like, taking it, and then, like, they were, like, actually, like, talking about, like, advice on, like, how to order food and, like, being anxious. And there was, like, all these servers coming out saying, like, yeah, they, they make us say that. I wish we didn't have to say that, but blah, blah, blah. Goodness. And then I remember, like, like, then, like, people were, they, they, they were taking the comic and they were, like, like, giving genuine advice about, like, how to not feel anxious ordering food and, like, all these steps and stuff. And I just remember thinking, like, wow, I didn't make the comic to like you know like show like show like a problem or anything i I was Mm -hmm. just doing it to be funny but then all these people were like like being genuinely affected and like you know giving advice and there was like paragraphs being written about about this comic and i just remember thinking like wow i the comic could have helped people i I didn't even think to to like you know make a, a statement or anything but all these all these people were running with it and uh you know I think it helped out. I think people were being helpful and stuff. Um, But yeah, that was, that was a good one. Um, Oh, I, I do remember the first comic that blew up, you know, it was the, (laughs) I had been doing it for uh, doing comics for a long time. Uh, I, I tell people that I made a hundred comics. I, I, I did a hundred comics before I got a hundred followers, you know? So like I had been doing comics for a long time, you know, getting very little traction. Uh, I, I did this one webcomic 
this guy, he was like reading a book and someone else goes, so do you like the book I loaned you? And then the second panel, he's just screaming. He's like, <laughs> and then the third, third, third panel, the guy goes, oh, you're at that part. Cause <laughs> like, and then, <laughs> so, so that was just the comic. And I guess that got shared around on book, book Tumblr. Cause uh, everyone liked that comic. I like got home from school one day this is this is gonna be so silly. Got home from school, went on to Tumblr.com. I saw my comic had like a hundred thousand notes, and oh. then like my I literally like like my back hit. I like went all my went back. My I flew back into my chair. I hit the wall. I was like, <laughs> you know, like doing doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and I so that was that was the first comic I did that blew up. Um, and then I like I got a couple hundred followers from that so i had like just tripled my my follower size pretty much um and then i don't know when the next i don't know the next comic i did that blew up but then just little by little like i guess that was the start of when i was like actually able to make a comic that looked good you know because <laughs> um, <laughs> i think i think before i think there's just certain styles that no matter what like just if, if the text isn't good, if the colors are hard to look at, doesn't matter how good the joke is. If there's just some comics that just look just disgusting to see, you people aren't going to spend the time to sit and read it, you know? Right, right. Um, but what are you going to do? That's <laughs> through the internet. It's we're all doing it just for <laughs> for views, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, some of us do it for more than just views. Some of us do it for the passion. Thank you guys for watching this yeah, video, right. by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to check out the Patreon in the description. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but like, it, it's incredible to know, obviously, like having those like memorable comics, especially how it kind of blew up. And I imagine, like, well, I don't want to say I imagine, but I'm wondering now, like, you know, you have this like good strong following that you developed when it comes to web comics. When did you decide you wanted to make that transition to animation and make that like your main focus? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's so funny. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be going on a rant for a bit. Uh, Go for it. <laughs> I, I know that's how podcasts usually work, but uh, <laughs> when I when I started doing YouTube, I honestly wanted to make the videos like a moving comic. You okay, know, I wasn't trying to make this like 24 frame a second animation i was just like i'm gonna have my little avatar in the corner and he's gonna switch between poses and then at certain par parts he's i'm gonna like draw illustrate what he's talking about and it's gonna be like a comic it's gonna be like a little moving comic and then there's this big debate people were like is this animation or is this just animatics? And in my <laughs> head i was like it's a youtube video is what it is okay so yeah. if you like it or not you can choose to this is like such a weird thing that people were discussing. Mm -hmm. um, and then, then I, as I was like making more of these YouTube videos, um, I started thinking like, ooh, I could get someone else to do the, the more tedious parts of the video. I can get someone to like color the bubble people, you know? So I, I'll draw the bubble people and then they can, I'll send them the files and then they can color it and you know? And then I, then I started going, ooh, you know, I can get someone to do backgrounds. That could be good. I can have someone on, on just, being dedicated to do background. And then I was like, oh, I can get someone to like draw assets. So instead of mm -hmm. me like sketch, then I, so like little by little, I started like building this team up. Uh, and then I got storyboarders and then I got editors. And then what else did I, I got like people, people made a James rig out of Toon Boom. And then, uh, then I had a, a James, a rig team. And then like, so I, I kept bringing people onto the team and I think it wasn't for me to like do less work. 
what ended up happening is when I got more people on the team, I, I started like improving the quality of the videos. Right. And it still was the same amount of work, if not more work. And it's, and it didn't make the videos come out any faster. It just made the videos look nicer. Uh, and so little by little, I started like building this team up. I started building this animation pipeline without even realizing. And, uh, I had, I had a pretty solid team and now we, now we're just doing videos and I'm, I'm like, I, I have the time and the budget and the, the, I, I, I've always wanted to like improve the quality of my videos, you know? Right. So now, now, now we're at a point where like, it just, it, 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 this is how it looks. And I'm trying to just always be improving the, the quality and stuff. So I, I, like I said, I, how did I get into animation? Uh, it kind of sort of just happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I mean, just whatever gets building. the job done, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then not then when I started working at, at Netflix and like doing stuff in the industry, right. I realized like, Oh, you're, they're doing the exact same thing I'm doing just at a much bigger scale. You know, right. like I, it was kind of, it was very, you know, I had very little industry experience. Uh, but then like seeing the, the pipeline at Netflix, I was like, wait, this is, this is the exact same thing I'm doing. Just, <laughs> they're just doing it at a, at a bigger scale at a more, more, what's the, what's the word? Like they have a tighter team and, and tighter deadlines and stuff. Uh, I, was, I shouldn't say tighter. They had more like stern deadlines. Yeah. It was wild because, because Netflix, they would basically like, once you once you like get all the scripts approved and everything, then it's like, all right, here's the whole deadline for the rest of the year. You know, like, all right, boards for this episode will be done this week. Mm -hmm. Boards for this episode, will, and the, like they basically had the whole thing scheduled out for like a, a year, and they uh, at, like we could figure out if we were ahead of schedule or behind schedule, uh, and it was a lot of fun. You know, so. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can only imagine like, especially seeing just kind of the progress of it going from like you just doing it, you know, by yourself in your college dorm mm -hmm. to the point to where, again, you, you have a Netflix show to where you have entire masses of team working on this project to bring out mm -hmm. to a wide audience and such. I did want to go back to those early days, like super quickly, because I can only imagine, especially like when you're on your own trying to do this by yourself, like it must have been it obviously it had to be like a bit of a struggle, like just getting the stuff out there, at least a decent quality, just how much of a struggle was it at first to really like produce what you would consider quality stuff? <laughs> you said in the old days, quality stuff. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's implying, that's implying the old days was quality. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just gotta say like, it's more animation than I've certainly done. And I can tell you right now, the, the, especially the mic quality that you have with that first video alone, uh, top notch, top oh. of business. <laughs> you know, what's uh, you know what's stupid? This is, I don't think I've said this in a video before, but my college dorm or my college had these uh, like music rehearsal booths mm, that you yeah. could. I, I don't know if you were supposed to rent them out. They were unlocked, and sometimes people would be like rehearsing musical instruments in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and if they were, then I wouldn't. So I, I would use those uh, booths to record my audio. I would like take my laptop and my mic and like this little like fold out foam thing and. Uh, like, so in, in the days where I was in college making YouTube videos, I would just record audio in that. Um, and like I said, if, if someone was uh, practicing their instrument, I would just have to come back at a different time. Um, but like, you know, you kind of just like make what you have work, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and also since I think, I think a lot of younger YouTubers are on this like new YouTube grind where they, they are, are seeing traction. And so now they just want to like, live, breathe and poop YouTube and stuff. Uh, Cause in, in college, like I said, I <laughs> didn't really talk to my roommates. I also mm -hmm. didn't really like make friends. 
this is gonna this sounds sad now that I'm saying it out loud. But yeah, it was my my whole schedule for college was just like there were days where I would like wake up, just roll out of bed and then sit on my like my, my chair was right against my bed. So I would mm-hmm. like roll roll out of bed, sit in my chair and then just start doing YouTube and stuff. Um and like you I like how you say quality videos because you know if I, I we, we can fact check this because do you know the Suabway one video? Look at yep. the Suabway one video and then Suabway two. I think they only came out like two weeks apart. Yeah, so relatively it close. Two, it only took me two weeks to make Suabway two, and that video has millions of views. Mm-hmm. And you know now now videos it takes me like two weeks to come up with an idea. You know so <laughs> like it's uh <laughs> it's I I feel like back then I I, I also I pro- <laughs> back then I also had like a lot more peak stories to tell you know I had all these work stories and teacher stories and stuff now my videos I'm trying to like lean more opinionated you know I'm trying to like I'm I'm telling less stories and more my thoughts on blank and stuff right Uh, but yeah I (laughs) I well I forgot the question we were just talking about my old work and quality with an asterisk. Well, I was, I, I was only, I was mainly asking how much of a struggle was it at least like starting out, like really getting this thing to, to, to eventually build up to points where people would appreciate like some of those later mm-hmm. videos, like, you know, the, the ASMR that blew up or the, the subway mm-hmm. videos and such. Like mm-hmm. what was kind of the mentality? Like what was your headspace at least like starting out, like trying to get these videos, like to where you wanted them to be? Hmm. Hmm. This is a deep question. I think I, I didn't, I, I guess I didn't really compare myself. I didn't have really a, a quality standard back in the, back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, there was, I, I see like today I, I see like independent animation, like really, really popping off. And I, I see other artists on, on Twitter and stuff. And I'm like, Whoa, I want my art to look like that. <laughs> uh, but back in the day, you know, I just like, it was, I kind of treated it like a comic, you know, okay. where it was like, here's my, here's my bubble boy here's my joke and here I am saying it. And then I just tried to get the joke across in as like simple and as simple of a, of a form as possible. Um, so what sort of challenges, uh, you know, it was, <laughs> it was actually a lot easier back in the day. Cause it was just me on the team, you know, yeah, so fair enough. <laughs> the only, yeah, yeah. So like the only, uh, you know, deadlines I had were just whatever I felt like there was very little, like, working with a team okay. uh, <laughs> uh even like my scripts i would just write myself and then just record uh but now now it's uh there's a whole team of people when i write a script i like send the script off to a, a bunch of other people and they all give their opinions and they pitch jokes um so you're asking about the struggles of starting out i think starting out i didn't know what i was doing so i was just okay kind of just figuring it out for myself uh <laughs> and then uh then yeah, then I as as I the team grew and as the older I got, I started uh, working with more people and and <laughs> I guess the, the, that's when the the struggles started coming up. Yeah, it was, fair. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> I, I think it answers the question. I can uh, at least like imagine, especially like starting out, uh, like you didn't really have, like I said, you didn't really have anything to go off of. So it must've been like more mm-hmm. or less surreal for you. Like the more you kept going, especially whenever you started really mm-hmm. gaining traction, especially with, like I said, ASMR and the subway stories, like mm-hmm. how surreal or how interesting was it yeah. for you to see like and also, the like, subway stories blow up? Like that's dumb. Okay. That's, <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. 
I have no idea why Suabway is my most popular series. And whenever people, when I, I meet people now that recognize me and they still say, oh, I love Suabway. And I, I watch <laughs> Suabway and I go, this was bad. This was a horrible video. It, it visually looks like garbage. It, the, the jokes aren't funny, you know, like, so I, I can't imagine like, there must be people out there that like rewatch it, you know, like, ah, put on Suabway. That's, that's a classic, <laughs> you know? Like, like I, I don't get it, <laughs> but I, I know a lot of people do like it. I think if I made Suabway today, I would there would be a lot of things I would change. Uh, uh, I I, <laughs> I like make fun of a lot of my coworkers and and even my my roommates' video. Make fun of my roommates. Uh, now nowadays, I would probably tone back the the jabs and the jokes that I make at these people, mm. uh, just because. I guess now that I am older, I know like, oh wait, these videos can affect people in real life. So right. I need to, <laughs> I need to be careful with what I put on the internet publicly for the whole world to see. Uh, but like I said, with with Suabway, I have no idea why so many people love Suabway. Like even even the the word Suabway, I used as a joke where. Like I, I made a joke saying, I used to work at a small local sandwich shop. I don't know if you guys heard of it. It's called Suabway. <laughs> and then that that joke was just the funniest thing to a lot of people because they're Suabway. And uh, you know, like I'm not saying if you like it, that's stupid. It is <laughs> I'm the one who made the video. Yep. <laughs> I, what, I, what I'm getting at is like, I don't get why me talking about working at a job is so relatable and entertaining to so many people. Um, you know, it's, like I, I, people keep asking me to make more, and I'm like, I only worked there for a year, so I ah. don't really have any more the well, stories. The, the well has one dry, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, moving on. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like, I went back and watched those videos to, to prepare for this podcast more than anything else, and like, Ooh. I think the thing that like struck me about it was like, you, you had said it like kind of offhand, but like that, yeah, they were entertaining, but more than anything else, they were relatable. Like, they may not have like the funniest jokes mm -hmm. in there, like at all times, but like. Mm -hmm. The fact that every that most people have at least had that one experience working at that one fast food joint that mm -hmm, they just mm -hmm. couldn't stand. They have those coworkers that they're like, "Uh, you probably should be doing more with your life," or like dealing with those customers. Yeah, yeah. It's like, goodness gracious, if you really are complaining that much, make this stuff at home. You're at a sandwich shop at mm -hmm. a fast food thing. You're not looking for quality. It's like everyone uh -huh. has that like little experience dealing with people. I mean, like for me personally, I've worked like. I worked at a mall food court. So like, I instantly know about mm. those stories like Ooh. that. Yeah. I, I, I worked the first job I ever had. I was a sign spinner for a pizza joint in Florida. Ooh. Yeah. Outside in Florida, I, in Florida. Yeah. And funny enough, I was actually fired from that job <laughs> because you're not spin it fast enough. <laughs> no, because I would call out of work because I was working two jobs at one point and like, I would call out from this workplace. Cause obviously, you know, again, it's a sign spinning. I'm in Florida. It's high to go work at the mall mm -hmm. food court because air conditioning i love air conditioning okay and then <laughs> i was stupid and then i was stupid enough that whenever i went back to that workplace i would be like oh yeah no they need someone so i just called out here to go work over there mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm you know but we all again we all have that like workplace experience where we're working that mm -hmm. job that we don't really need so i can see why people instantly clung on to that that subway story especially with like how easy it was mm -hmm. for you to but like for people to consume what about it. like what about like twelve and thirteen year olds? They didn't work at a fast food job. I mean, like, so, some did. Some of them probably did. No, mm -hmm. nope. a twelve oh. year old? Like oh, twelve? Sorry, I thought you said twelfth grader. I thought he's not twelve year old. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know. I, I can't tell why your entire <laughs> audience. I can just tell why a good portion of your audience probably did. Yeah, yeah. I that is, that is a good point. I, I think I said in that video or one of the videos, I was like, everyone should work in a fast food or retail job, mm-hmm. not to not to get the the work experience, but just so that everyone knows what it's like to work that job. And uh, I still stand by it. I think even if you like come from a super rich family or whatever, you should still like have to do a, a fast food or retail job just so you you are more patient and understanding when yep. you're you know ordering a burger from someplace. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I imagine especially after you started like gaining that traction, just kind of you know especially and as you start to amass that team that you were talking about beforehand, like the 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 quality more or less like you said gone up, even if the work was the same, if not a lot more more mm-hmm. than anything else. I'm just genuinely curious because I I've seen a good chunk of your videos, obviously, and like I can easily tell like the quality and such. I can only imagine how much time and effort goes into a video like that. So what is the process for you at least going from like a general thought and idea? to eventually finish product that people will watch and most likely mm-hmm. love. So what I've learned, I'm still doing a lot of drawing, but like the more, the more people that are on your team, all right, mm-hmm. this is going to be a long rant. I think people think that when you have 20 people on the team, what you do, you end, they think that you'll, you do one twentieth of the work and then just everyone just like takes out a chunk and then they all do a one twentieth amount of the work, and then now the video is all done. That's that is not at all what happens. Uh, when you have like twenty people on your team, then you just times the quality by twenty, and then mm-hmm. you have to like work with the team and, and get people to make like make sure everyone's like doing their job and everyone's assigned stuff. Uh, so what I do is I have storyboarders. Um, so I, I send them audio of 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 myself of the script. Um, I'll, I'll sometimes give them notes of like, this is what I'm thinking for this scene. Uh, this is like, if, if I like say something, like make a joke in the, the audio and I'm, I'm referencing something, then I'll be like, this is what I'm referencing, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I, I usually give notes, but a lot of times I'm just sort of like, think of an idea, you know? Uh, and then the storyboarders will come back. Um, me and the production manager will watch the storyboards. We'll see if we like them. If we need to change anything, we'll mm-hmm. give them reboard notes. Uh, but then once we get the storyboards, then we basically break everything up into shots. And then now we have to like figure it like we, we get to the stage of like, all right, here's the storyboard. How do we get this thing made? You know? So we go through all the storyboards and we're like, all right, we're going to need a new background for this shot. We're going to need a new background for this shot. Uh, this background, we can reuse this old background and this background we can, you know, use this other background from another video and just horizontally flip it. Um, so we just like go, we do that for backgrounds and then we have to like assign out like, all right, this background artist, you do this background and this back. Usually what I do is uh, I give out all the assignments on Monday and then mm-hmm. I want people to turn it in by Friday. Um, so that's just sort of just an easy system of like, all right, new week, new assignments, and then just finish it by the end of the week and then, you know, take weekends off because that's the, just how people are. Right. Um, and then, uh, so that that's just for backgrounds. Then we also do the same thing for assets. Uh, let, let's say, you know, James is like wearing headphones in one of the shots. Now we need someone to design and, and draw all those headphones. Um, let's say there's, you know, like James is eating an apple and he like has to, we have to get someone to design an apple and then we have to design an apple with a bite taken out of it. Um, and then we also, there are cert- certain shots where I'm like, all right, I can draw all the Jameses here um, or we can get like a 2D animator to like, you know, animate this shot or we can get someone from the rig team to rig up this shot. 
Do I have to explain what a rig is? <laughs> no, I, I, I would like to hope my audience would understand what a rig yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, so, like, you know, we, we basically, like, break down. We call out all the things that need to be done. We'd like, how do we get each of these shots made? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, like... <laughs> This is this is sad, but like most of my my job is like drawing bubble people still, um, because bubble bubble people they they're such a simple character design, but they're really hard to get right. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell when another person draws a bubble. Like there's been so many shots that like the bubble people just don't look right. Um, so what I do is I'll uh, basically like sketch out all the key poses of a bubble person. Uh, and I, I sketch out the the key poses, but then Julia, the production manager, draws all the hands. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen the the hands that are in my videos. Uh, that's all thanks to the production manager, Julia. Julia draws these like really detailed, like thick hands, which I love because there's this. It's just so funny. This simple character design with just the beefiest anatomically correct fingers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, those are those are all thanks to Julia. So thank you, Julia. Um, so I'll, I'll sketch out the the key poses, and then the animators will they'll send me like rough animation, and then I'll give notes on that. So, like I said, the 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 more the the higher up, the the more you delegate, the less you draw, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. spending a lot all this time like delegating and assigning work, and then I'm giving notes. Um, you know, people if 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 someone like sends in the rough animation, and I'm like, oh, this arm needs to be tweaked a little bit, then I have to like draw over and because. You know, there's, there's, I, 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 I could probably like send you something that like a before and after of, of like how I like give notes and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the process. And then when it's all done, then I, I kind of, me and this other editor named Zaid, uh, we both like, <laughs> we're the ones that kind of like put everything together. Cause like once you get the backgrounds and the animations and, and everything, you still have to like, be like, all right, this background goes here, and then this animation goes here. You have to like edit it all together, uh, composite it, if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, and then, yeah, then by that point, two months have gone by. You don't think the video's funny anymore. Um, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you, you're second guessing everything, and then you post it, and then you repeat the process all over again. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's, so. <laughs> and that's how the that's how to make draw drawings move. <laughs> yep, there you go. So if there's anyone out there wondering why James doesn't post more videos, that's why. It is a whole process <laughs> with several people involved and several different yeah. things going on there. So be patient. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like like working in the industry too has like shown oh, me yeah. just like how many like meetings and hours get spent just for the tiniest tweaks, you know? Like we'll we'll be watching a shot or watching a scene and then someone will be like, oh, those shoes are red. Can we get them blue? And now mm. it's someone's whole job to like go through every single shot, change the, the color of the shoes from red to blue, and then do that like for 30 different shots. And then now we look at them and then go, oh yeah, they do look better blue. Like there's just so much work that I, that people don't see behind the scenes, you know, like, 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 the like people always are, are telling me like, oh, James, there's so many people on your YouTube team. It's like it's like 26 people. And I'm like, if you're impressed by that, look at how many people are on the credits for the, the Netflix show. You know, yep. there's just like probably like almost like 60, all, I'd say, like different people that are all working on on, you know, the, the just to, to get a Netflix animation done. Um, and like it's it's a process. It's it's a long time. Like. With uh with Netflix like things were 
things were like scheduled out by week, if that makes it like they, you know, they're like, oh, did you get this shot done? Oh, no, I didn't. I'll get it done next week. And I just remember being like next week because you on YouTube, things go so much faster, you know? Right. So it's uh, it's 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 fun. It's like I said, mate, that's how you make pictures move. And now now I'm at a point in my life where. I'm, I'm just like, just be happy that pictures move. Yep. Okay, everyone. Like, if, <laughs> like, everyone, I, to be fair, I haven't seen Velma, uh, but everyone was like dunking on Velma. And I was like, it looks amazing, though, you yep. fellas. Like, come on, like, come on. Like, doesn't it, the art style is great? Like I said, I haven't seen it, though, so I can't, I shouldn't be <laughs> speaking about it. I, I mean, I, I, I just, I mean, looks and contents are two different things, but we can at least all exactly, agree yeah. it looked great. It really mm-hmm. did. And the I fact was just like, a lot of people worked hard on this, okay? So be nice. But I, I, I haven't even watched it, so. Fair enough. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, since you are on this topic when it comes to the Netflix stuff, I, I did want to touch upon that. Obviously, like I said in the intro, you were the co-showrunner for your own Netflix series, Oddballs. Thank you. Uh, like, I, I'm just genuinely curious, like, how did the how did the concept get to be and how did the opportunity come to you to be able to make a show like this? Was this something that you had always, like, wanted to do, like, run your own animated show, or is it just uh, an opportunity that arose? Um. Yeah, you, you asked, how did it come to you? It, it, it didn't come to me. I had to, like, search out and, you know, pitch it to a bunch of people. Okay. Um, so I, I had made books before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and with through the books, I was connected with this Hollywood agent. Can I, I can say his name. He's, he's in the credits. It was Michael Zumas. Okay. Uh, so I, I had, like, met Michael Zumas, and he had been, like, executive producer on, on movies. He's, like, done... I guess his biggest one was Coraline. He was an executive producer oh, on. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and and then he like, I don't know. He he was like he teached a, a class at like the L.A. Film School and stuff, which is a really big school, film school. Um, so I had like made contact with him, and then he was the one that was like, "Hey, what if we made a show?" And I said, "That's a great idea, Michael. Let's do it." You know. So there was never, this is, it sounds bad, there was never like a, this idea in my head of like, this is a story I must tell. It was sort of a, like, yeah, this seems, seems like a good idea, let's do it. So then I, uh, we, we, we uh, found another TV writer named Ethan Banville, mm-hmm. uh, and then me and him together, we, we created the show. Uh, it wasn't called All Oddballs at first, uh, but we uh, created a show about a, a boy who moved into this new town with all these desert it was like a desert theme and there was all these like science experiments um, and there was an un- underground lab and everything. Um, and originally we had sort of like this, this story, this, this kind of like through line about like what the town was, why the town like had this underground lab, um, like why, what all these experiments were doing running around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we, we pitched the show to a bunch of different places. There was a whole bunch of, of like networks that we pitched to and most of them said no. Um, and then, I remember we were pitching to Netflix and I remember saying like, I hope Netflix says yes, because just going from YouTube to Netflix just makes sense. You know, you're going from one streaming service to another streaming service. It right. feels right. Um, and then Netflix was the only one that was interested. Uh, and they, they wanted to change the name to have the word odd in there. So we went with oddballs and then they also kind of like got rid of the, the through line story and just made more episodical, like this is the, you know, adventure of the week type type video the episodes right uh and it was it was a great learning process i am i'm very proud of the the work that everyone did and and how the show turned out um it's it was like i said i met so many amazing people got to learn so many things i basically got like a a college 
crash course on the animation pipeline for free. <laughs> um, so, no, not even for free. I got paid for it. So. <laughs> there you go. Well, so this is to make up for you dropping out of college in the first place. So yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, I, <laughs> I don't want to say like, yeah, that was a really nice experience because like that's a lot of people's like end goal, big, big dream that they, and I was able to just <laughs> do it yeah. before I turned 27, you know, like uh, it's, it was a really, really big accomplishment. Even seeing Bubble Boy like on Netflix, you know, it's right. just so wild that like this, this character that I came up with, you know, in my, in my bedroom in, in college, like it's, is now this, this big character that's can be on on both youtube and netflix it's it's amazing i mean so, it, it, it's, it's the something, there you go <laughs> i was gonna say like obviously like it's something that i know a lot of people like achieve for more than anything else i imagine it had to be at least a bit of a learning experience for you going from like mm -hmm. working for yourself putting out the stuff that you mm -hmm. want to work out to basically working for execs trying to mm -hmm. both create your vision out there but also like work around the parameters that they kind of wanted to see with their vision Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, that was. So I don't want to say a slap in the face, but like, you know, you're you're so used to on YouTube just you being the the final boss and you basically, ba making whatever you want to make mm -hmm. pretty much. Um, but now with executives, uh, like, <laughs> it was that that's pretty much the perfect way to describe working with just. Uh, like, yep. <laughs> we would we would like write a script. And then they would be like, hmm, we like the script, but we don't think the ending is working. And we would be like, well, you know, the beginning of the script was leading to the end of, uh, end of the script. So if you don't like the ending, then we have to change the beginning. And also, like, would, and then we would, we would change everything. We'd, like, create a, a version of the script that everyone was happy with. Um, then we would go to storyboards. And then they would go, hmm, this ending's still not working. And we're like, but you approved the script. So what's going on? <laughs> so there was just, like, this, like – not really efficient way of of you know making the cartoons there was like all these back and forths and going back and changing things and stuff mm -hmm. um and then at that point then you really don't know is this funny anymore because you've like changed the story so many times um and it, it's it, it like I, I think you know as you're like making the the show you also kind of are learning like what works what doesn't work what which characters are are funnier than other characters uh it's funny because I think it was the the fly character. I don't know if you saw the Netflix show, but they're yeah. Their I saw I saw a good a, couple of episodes. A, oh, thank you. Their, their their teacher is a fly, who's like a half man, half fly mm -hmm. character, and the the voice actor Gary Anthony Williams. Um, he was just he killed it so yeah. many. He was like such a good like character. Like he he was so funny and uh, like it, it was literally because of his voice actor that we really loved the 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 fly character, and then we had to like we wrote mr mcfly into so many more episodes and like it's just like as you're making the show like just learning what works what doesn't like as you go you know like so things things were changing pretty much every week and yeah. now now it's all done so now we can we can wash our hands and just watch okay. the show and okay appreciate it See that, yeah. uh, that that's gonna lead to another question. I just want to say at least with the show, real quickly, like I, I found it like charming more than anything else. Like I could still tell that like mm -hmm. your fingerprints were all over it with kind of your humor and your storytelling tactics or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like just given more of a, a a fun little world to just kind of mold and have like a little extra fun with. Like it's incredible what you're able to to produce and what you're able to put out there. Like I can't help but mm -hmm. commend you and the team for producing oh. like good quality stuff. Yeah, pound the back. It's incredible that you had that opportunity. I'm I'm sure it was a. Mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, an eye-opening experience more than anything else. And I can only imagine how much that you carried back into your own videos. And I wanted to just jump back to that super quickly. Like thinking back to all the videos you've been able to, to create, is there a personal favorite one of those as well? Like, do you have one that you like hold near and dear, whether it be like we executed the joke perfectly or like what I was able to tell and how mm-hmm. it turned out was as good, if not better than I imagined it. Mm-hmm. So, um, the video that my, is my favorite currently is a video I did about reality shifting. Oh, have you heard about this? Have you I, heard I, about this, Nathaniel? I, I've heard <laughs> about this phenomenon, but please go on. There's um, <laughs> there's like very, there are very few times where I stumble upon something mm-hmm. and I immediately go, I'm going to make a video about this. Uh, <laughs> like I think ASMR was one of them mm-hmm. where like, I just had like found ASMR and was like, I need to know everything about this immediately. And like, like for, for reality shifting, when I like found out what it was and what these kids were doing, where they would, for those of you who don't know, reality shifting is the belief that there are parallel universes that with, with infinite possibilities. So somewhere out there, there's a parallel universe where Hogwarts is real and you, you just got your acceptance letter in, in the mail and now you're in Hogwarts. And through the right meditation, you can shift your consciousness from this reality to your Hogwarts desired reality. And it's a bunch of kids on TikTok that just really, really want to be at Hogwarts. For, for some reason, <laughs> Hogwarts is like the main thing that everyone goes to. And <laughs> it's these... These kids, I, this is why I love the internet because the people just share whatever, you know? Yeah. These, these kids are talking about like, oh yeah, I went to Hogwarts and I was in a, a date with Draco, but then he was abusive to me. And then Ron came in and said, stop. And it's just like, Jeez. wow, these, these kids think they're astral projecting across the multiverse. Um, so <laughs> it, I, I like, okay, also, also I spend a lot of time at my desk drawing and there's, I've, I've tried podcasts, I've tried audiobooks, but what I really, really like is just getting and picking a person and then getting invested, too invested into their lives. And <laughs> because of the internet, people, so like, just, you know, while I'm drawing hours at a time in the background, I'm listening to people talk about their desired reality where they went to Hogwarts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just eating that up. I'm just going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like... <laughs> I think I mentioned this in the video where I was like, it's a guilty pleasure of mine to like listen to conspiracy theories and and just things that I genuinely don't believe in, but just listening to other people pour their heart into something they genuinely believe in. Right. Just for me to go like, wow, I can't believe someone's worldview is like this. What kind of person believes this kind of stuff? I'm making motions with my hands because I'm drawing while I'm watching these these videos. Uh, So I had a... Once I stumbled upon reality shifting, I was like immediately invested with this this niche subculture, and I wrote up a script. Script it was a lot of fun to make too, because mm-hmm. uh, I basically was just like poking holes in all of these like like reality shifting TikToks and stuff. Um, so I and I also really liked how the video came out. Uh, I tried to like spin this like like this lesson about like not not giving up on this reality for a fictitious reality just to like make make the right choices to make this reality your your desired reality pretty much um so i I really liked the message of the video i liked how it turned out people that didn't like the video were the reality shifting community (laughs) (laughs) i wonder why (laughs) yeah i was not i was not did not paint them in the the best of light um but yeah I, i still i still am really proud of that video um 
I think most people were able to like look at reality shifters and go like, oh yeah, these people are are a little weird. Yeah, um, so just a bit. It was it was genuine. It was a very positive video. Most people were, you know, they <laughs> they they agreed with me, you know, um, but it was it was fun. Just uh, this is gonna sound so bad, but there is this one YouTuber who had like made a reaction video and was just like, there is so much misinformation in the video. And I'm like, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yes, tell me about this misinformation about this, you know, concept that's so rooted uh -huh. in so many different facts. Go on, please. And science, yeah. Um, that, was, that was my favorite YouTube video that I've okay. made. Um, yeah, I, I'll be honest with you, because I, I, I wanted to at least list like that I have two of uh, my personal favorites of yours real quickly. Like one of them has is got to be, no, actually like Subway is good. Yes. But like the two personal favorite ones <laughs> is your experience with the Mr. Beast battle Royale. Just like Ooh, how you got, just good. how you got like everyone involved with that as well. And like mm -hmm. some of the, some of the jokes, like, you know, having poking a little fun at Logan Paul, which he eventually got back to you when yeah. you appeared on his podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you watched that, that podcast. Yeah. I've watched that. Well, I listened mm -hmm. to that podcast. So yeah. Nice. Uh, um, I also, I also listened to what was it? Um, the the create unknown. That was a really good podcast. Right oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like those those hosts really well done. Kevin, if you're not listening to them, please yeah. do. Um, it was that one, and then your most recent video, the Bluey video. Like I I absolutely mm -hmm. loved it. Like the the charm, you definitely like nailed the aesthetic mm -hmm. of Bluey, and like mm -hmm. understanding yeah. like just how like uh, invested that show is or whatnot. Like I really loved the effort yeah. you put into that video. Yeah, Bluey, Bluey is very good. I, I'm very happy with how the Bluey video turned out. It was a lot longer than my normal videos, and I'm sort of, I'm don't tell anyone this, but I'm kind of like experimenting with like videos that are like 12 plus minutes long and stuff. Ooh. Um, so <laughs> I know, I know, but like I'm, I at least with the Bluey video, I was able to like put in Bluey clips to like, work to combat you know because right listen the longer the video the more drawings you have to do and the more drawings you have to do the more time and money it costs right um so like the, the if for for longer videos i'm like all right i'm gonna bring back i call them talking head sections where it's just james his little like avatar in the corner in mm -hmm. front of a white background i'm like seeing how people would react to bringing back the the talking head sections um but we will see. <laughs> yeah, we'll certainly see. I mean, I, you know, having like talking head sections like that, like it makes me interested with some of the other video concepts that you could be toying around with. Like me personally, I want to see more of that, uh, the animation pipeline. I know you teased it when you were talking about like how, have, how mm -hmm. cartoons are made, but I would love, to, I know you teased like one and say, you know, if you were interested in a pipeline video, I would love to see yeah. that personally. Cause I'm interested Ooh, in that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I see. Oh, but Nathan, I don't know if people appreciate animation as much as the average person, you know, mm. like, <laughs> like I, I appreciate it. I, I love all that animation stuff, the history and everything. Yeah. And I, I get, I get art books every time art books come out. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know, like I, although I did do a video about, I, I talked about the truth of, about making cartoons. Uh, I didn't really get into the pipeline, but I kind of just talked about like, being an artist and making money as an artist and stuff. Right, right. Um, and that people seem to like that video. Um, but like, if I just do it, like, here's a video about the pipeline. I think, I don't know. I don't know what the average person would say, but 
I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you, you never you never know if you do it, you do it. If not, well, you're mm-hmm. gonna keep trucking along and doing incredible stuff like you've been exactly. doing, like like and yeah, especially yeah. with like the incredible crew that you got behind you helping out with this kind of stuff. Which, by the mm-hmm. way, shout out to some of the members that are on your team that have actually been on this podcast mm-hmm. before: Rx Savchenko and mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Giga Seraf. Uh, I've had yeah, both yeah, of them yeah, on. She's a compositor. Both of them are absolutely incredible. Like thinking the people that you've been able to surround yourself with and thinking of like just all the, I've even gotten to like some of the experience you've had, like just being a YouTuber, like you've had some like really insane opportunities that we kind of hinted on mm-hmm. going to so uh, incredible like conventions and such the, the Mr. Mm-hmm. Beast stuff, like the boxing stuff, like does it amaze you more or less? Like ever since you've been on this art you know, animation, YouTuber journey, does it amaze you how far you've been able to come along? So, you know, can I, I'm going to tell you the, the one thing that made me go like, huh, is uh, when I would go to VidCon and mm-hmm. I would do meet and greets and people would like wait in line for like almost two hours to, to meet me, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was always like the, the biggest like, what? Because <laughs> in my head, in my head, I'm me and I'm just a guy and I like to make cartoons, you know? And no one has ever waited in line to see me, you know? And also, I don't think I would wait in line to see any YouTubers anyway. Um, <laughs> but, like, whenever I would go to VidCon and then during the meet and greets, the meet and greets would last, like, two hours. Uh, but it was all this just people in line, you know? And I would just see people, like, waiting. And I would always, like, like towards the end, I would always be like, oh, thank you so much for waiting. And everyone's like, it's fine. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> this is This was not worth your time, okay? I'm... We're gonna do a picture. I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna talk for a little bit, and then you're gonna leave. <laughs> but like, so the, the 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 opportunities, yeah, those those were always great. Seeing the, you know, meeting other YouTubers. I, I think when I was first starting out, I I held YouTubers up on this like really high pedestal. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh my god, it's Jax Films. I was in an elevator with Jax Films, and then as I like kept doing YouTube and I met more YouTubers, I learned like. Oh, you make videos in your bedroom? I make videos in my bedroom yep. too, you know? So <laughs> I like, like, I don't want to say that the magic was lost. I just sort of like, like I'd stopped putting them on a pedestal, you know? Um, yeah. So, and then, you know, if I, if I, if I'm at VidCon and I see Markiplier, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, like I, <laughs> I'm not going to like ask for his picture or anything or ask him to sign something. Uh, but I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it, this whole my life would have been totally different if, if YouTube didn't work out. I would right. probably I would be a math teacher. I, I wouldn't know any cool people, you know. I wouldn't be doing this podcast with you, Nathan, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> now, I should be thanking you because I know you were saying that, like, mm-hmm. you kind of put these, you know, you, you, at one point you kind of had YouTubers somewhat on a pedestal. And, like, I'm at this point right now with this podcast where I, I haven't really put people on a pedestal because I just say at the end of the day, they're still people. Like, they're still producing mm-hmm. stuff. They're still doing, like, their thing in day-to-day life. But, like, the fact that I can get, like, people that I truly admire the time and effort that they put into, I get them mm-hmm. for at least, like, an hour, maybe an hour and a half to talk about their lives. That stuff still hits me. That stuff is, like, super surreal. <laughs> I cannot tell you how nervous I was before I hopped into this call, James. <laughs> oh, thanks, Nathan. <laughs> but well, like, at least you didn't have to wait two hours to <laughs> meet me. <laughs> I mean, technically, I had to wait, like, what, five days or something like this? Yeah, I mean, oh, shoot, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was gonna be a little bit longer, but we you know we were able to make that we were able to work that out. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like regardless, like I can only imagine how incredible like you know your journey has been so far, and I can understand you know if if YouTube didn't work out, if this animation stuff didn't mm -hmm. work out, your life could have been totally different. But for this next mm -hmm. question, if I may, what if we go a little bit above and beyond? You know, let's say all right, let's let's say YouTube works a little too well, and you get an opportunity to talk to you know, let's say I am. Big shot, Mr. Moneybags, James. I come to him like, look, James, you don't need me to tell you that you're doing incredible stuff. Y you can see that mm -hmm. people are already telling you that a million times over. And we think that you could do so much more incredible stuff. You just need an extra boost. We'd say platform, but you kind of already developed your own incredible mm -hmm. platform on mm -hmm. your own. We're here to give you a little extra boost. We have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible, and more money than should be possible. We really should be considering paying those writers and directors and <laughs> stuff like that. We'll, we'll focus on we'll them. Put a pin in that. We'll, 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 we'll focus that. Right now, we are focusing on you and you alone. If given this opportunity, what would be the dream James Rollison project? <laughs> okay. Um, this is this is a good question because. Uh, Man, I probably should have thought of something beforehand. <laughs> it sucks because, like, I, I've met so many, like, talented animators and, and storytellers that, like, have this idea of a, of a story that they've already, like, thought up of and, and like, want to tell. And I'm over here just like, yeah, I, I just made a video about Bluey and I just gave my <laughs> opinions on Bluey. I, like, there's no, there's no, like, story that I'm, like, dying to tell and stuff. Okay. So if anything, what I would do is I would tell this this money bags genie that I like hey I actually know a lot of other you like animators and and storytellers that like want their story taken out I'm like we, we could go 50 50 on this um mm -hmm. do you know do you know legend of PP yes I know legend of PP yeah, oh my god legend I've been wanting yeah. to have that director on this podcast so badly oh yeah, yeah. Julia's great I, yeah. I I know Julia Julia actually she's she's done like shots and she animates for me sometimes oh, there you go uh, so like like I would, I'd be like, oh, Jeannie, don't come to me. Go to, go to Julia. Julia has this, this whole, this idea about a funny cat. Um, I would, I don't know. I guess I would, I, I would, I would tell the Jeannie like, hey, let's do this. Let's be a producer on this other animated project. Okay. Um, my, I don't know. Like I've, I, <laughs> the problem is, I, I have this idea. So I, I. Okay, but now we're now we're, we've we've known each other quite a, a long time, Nathan. We're, yeah, we're, we're we've known each other for quite a we're, bit. We're, yeah, exactly. We're 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 going into some personal territory here, but I I was raised Mormon, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so super super religious household, and uh, I'm not really that anymore. And I like had this idea of a you know a, a character like growing up in like a, a Mormony religion and stuff. Uh, but like the more I like put the more I wrote on it, the more I was like, is this actually a story or is this me needing therapy? <laughs> you know. Like, uh, <laughs> why not both? <laughs> why not both? Yeah, why can't yeah, exactly? So, there's no, I don't know, there's no like big, big story ideas at, at the time right now. But one thing I've learned working in the industry is that like you can make stories, you know, mm -hmm. you can come up with, with characters that are likable and, and have you know challenges and stuff. Like, you don't, if, if you really like set, set time aside and brainstorm, you can come up with the these amazing worlds and characters uh but right now i'm just uh working on youtube getting in uh i guess i am i'm working in other other projects that i have my my toes in mm -hmm. uh but if if this magical genie was was offering me anything that my heart's desire i would tell him that 
there's some other animators I know that want to get their that are, that have been trying to get their stories out for for much longer than I have. Right. So I would I would be a producer on those shows, you know. Well, there you go. I mean, hey, if, if, if at the end of the day, all you want to do is make sure I use my power to help other people like get their stuff out there, and whatnot. That's money well spent at the end of the day, in my eyes. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. But sadly, we gotta get down from the dream scenario. We gotta get back to reality, and I'll ask the ever so generic question, James: Where do you hope to uh-huh. see yourself, say, five to ten years from now? <sighs> <laughs> Don't ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at least I word it as God. hope, not where do you like. <laughs> what do you hope to see yourself five to ten years? You know, this is this is a problem that only I have because it's like <laughs> once you make a Netflix show, like where do you go from that? You know, like <laughs> I mean, you could go like, anywhere at this point. <laughs> that's true. Um, like I said, I, I still want to be creating stuff. There's, I don't, I feel like if I'm not creating stuff, then I'll just go crazy. You know, okay. um, like I said, I, I want to do more more series more like story driven narrative stuff that is i say more sophisticated um meaning like that not like characters are swearing or making sex jokes uh mm-hmm. it's just I'm, i you know what i always i always relate it to like bob's burgers where it's yeah. like it's, it's an adult animation but like it's not doesn't go out of its way to be adult you know right um so i would love to make just some some series with characters and stories and narratives and plots and flaws and just just something that people can enjoy you know that isn't just me talking about my opinions you know well there you go but that is tbd (laughs) (laughs) hey whatever tbd do be i mean i'm sure it's gonna be incredible (laughs) at the end of the day um As we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question I want to ask you, James. Obviously, you've been deeply entrenched in art for as long as you can remember, for ages at this point. Mm-hmm. It seems like ages, at least with the internet. Um, mm-hmm. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Oh, a, a thousand percent important. Uh-huh. Like, how important is art? Like, super important. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> there's, like, one... Hmm. Okay. Well, I was going to say there's all these great movies, but uh, you couldn't really say that that's important and stuff. Uh, but like, you know, there's <laughs> like, look, look, look throughout your day. There's all these, uh, just, I was going <laughs> to, let me think about this. Hold on. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> how, how important is art? Um, super important. It one is lets people like get, let people be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, two, it's nice to look at, you know, just, even just walking down the street, you know, you, you see billboards, you see, uh, you know, stores with like signs and stuff like that all had to be designed. You know, someone had to sit down and design everything. Um, and also just the, the, the fact that, especially in, in today's society with all these like movies and, and TV shows coming out, there's all these, this, this whole industry of, of, of artists that are like being able to, to create art and be be supported you know um so like it's people say like animation isn't a genre it's a medium and i totally agree that like it's just pure creativity you know like i don't know it's (laughs) like there's you 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 can have you only do so much with live action but then like like with with (laughs) with animation that you can go so much further than live action um and have it have just push push so many things um and 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 at the end of the day art is fun and we need to 
support artists and and everyone that's involved in in the industry uh so art art is good support your local artist without art the earth would be eh or whatever so <laughs> i can't believe i'm saying this but how, I, how I, am, I, I said that legit phrase without art earth it just eh, like the first episode of this podcast so hell yeah <laughs> so, but that is wonderfully worded if i do say so myself james um that <laughs> thank you that is all the questions i have for you um i've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise but i will show you just a little bit more because it's my podcast oh. i do what i want oh. Oh. Uh, thank you look James, I think you can certainly tell that from the time and effort that you put into this, like a lot of people love and appreciate what you do. I think it's that there's no denying that in the first place, but like, I, I have to just personally just say, thank you. Thank you for putting yourself out there and making yourself like one of the most relatable people that anyone could click on a video, whether or not it is animated, mm -hmm. like you are easily one of the most relatable people that I've seen on YouTube. Um, the fact that, you know, you add that little touch of animation to add like a good mm -hmm. fun creativity to it that people can easily cling on to. Like, it's absolutely fantastic and wonderful. And the fact that you seem to be like one of the most down to earth people to talk to, uh, like whether, it, whether or not I had this conversation beforehand or whatnot, it just makes me truly love and appreciate everything that you do. Um, I know that you've been really working hard at this for a while and I can certainly tell that with just about every single new thing that you put out there. And at the end of the day, like I said before, I I really do appreciate you putting yourself out there, and I cannot thank you enough for everything that you do. Um, please keep up the incredible work because I know you're you gonna do quality stuff every single time. Uh, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can I ask you one final question? You certainly can. Uh, can I see your shirt again? That's not my final question. <laughs> um, okay, but uh, you have you have this like green parrot character. Uh, <laughs> it's not a, a parrot. A, it's a muppet. A, <laughs> A Muppet. It's a Muppet? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a Muppet. Like, the, the nose is a little, um, like, yeah. Oh, I Okay. Oh, it's a, oh I, yeah. I thought that was a beak. <laughs> Dang no, it. Okay. To, well, be fair, was... you, to, to be fair, you wouldn't be the first person to mistake it for a beak. I think one of the people that did a thumbnail previously made my character, like, a, a little a bird. beak thing right now. Yeah, a bird. Oh. Uh. Well, that was my follow-up question was like, is that supposed to be an anthropomorphic animal that represents you? A <laughs> no. A... Fursona, if you I will. was going to say, I, I do have a fursona. It is actually a red oh. panda. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you could personally thank my producer, Tipsy J. Hart, who is also a, has a fursona and such. Like She was the one that basically assigned me the fursona because... <laughs> like, a government-assigned fursona. <laughs> basically. It's a good one. She recently um sh uh, she recently commissioned someone for my birthday to draw my fursona, like getting a birthday cake or whatnot. Wonderful piece. I'll, I'll probably send it to you real quickly just to show, like, wonderful art. And mm -hmm. shout-out to the artist at uh, Squibble Noodle, I think was how you pronounce their name. I'll flash up on the screen, okay. and I'll be sure to credit them. But, yeah, no, it's... it's I do have a fursona, just like I know oh. you have a fursona. <laughs> What? I don't know what you're talking about. Look, look I, I've seen the videos and I listened to the Create Unknown podcast where you had fully just admitted you're a furry, okay? That's yeah, not a secret yeah, anymore. I, I know, I know. I was, gonna, I was gonna say, if you have a fursona, then you're a furry, okay? Stop denying it. Just, <laughs> just, just fall into the trenches with us, okay? You know, you, you could be dancing this line for so long, but if you have a fursona, just, that's stupid. <laughs> you're a furry. <laughs> You know what? I haven't fully admitted that I'm a furry, but you know what? Like, I'll at least like embrace mm -hmm. it when the opportunity arises. I'm not like yeah, it's not my go-to, mm -hmm. but I'll mm -hmm. embrace it when the opportunity arises. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you've literally got furry art for your birthday, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I didn't pay for the art. It was my producer that paid for the art. Okay. <laughs> 
but it's still if, it's still for here. Okay. If Sorry, I derailed. Want, you're good, honestly. It's it's wonderful to have this little bit at the end. But mm -hmm. if people want to see your fur your furry persona, or if people just want to see your incredible art and stuff like that, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Uh, I mean, I don't post my furry art on my Twitter, but yeah, follow me on Twitter <laughs> at the Odd Ones Out. Uh, my YouTube's called the Odd Ones Out. My Instagram's the Odd Ones Out. My TikTok is different. It's I need to change my name on TikTok. I still haven't done that. It's like the Odd TikToks Out or something. Um, Interesting. Anyway, yeah, but who 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 plugs TikTok anymore? Um, uh, yeah, just the Odd Ones <laughs> Out everywhere. You know, I don't know why you listen to this whole podcast without. No <laughs> Look, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm I'm almost banking that my subscriber base is gonna be growing just because I have this episode. Okay, so I nice. I figure most people will be coming from your channel anyway. I, it's just common yeah. courtesy more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just still waiting for you to produce your own podcast and call it the Pod Ones Out. But you know, that's just my own personal ah, thing. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of other names, but like Odd Listen, Odd Watch. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just simply Oddcast. I mean, that's not too bad, right there. Oddcast. There you go. <laughs> Do you have any final words before we sign off? Uh, thanks for having me. Don't oh. uh, wear your seatbelt. There we go. That should have been my last word. Wear there your you seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt. That's a wonderful way to word yeah. it. And with that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, mi amigos. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>
okay, so I get to talk to this person. They do art. Okay, awesome. No, no, no. Like, I, at the end of the day, I still recognize that the person that I'm talking to is a human being that goes through probably a lot of similar things that I go through on a daily basis. But I still have that kind of excitement and wonder that I have whenever I get to talk to incredible guests. And today's guest is certainly no exception to that. Um, I, by the way, James, if you've gotten up to this point, thank you so much for everything that you did to help out with this episode. Um, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Uh, the fact that you took out the time to do this, the fact that you recorded your audio and sent it to me, um, it truly means a lot. And... Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I sincerely hope this is not the only time we get to talk, meet up. You know, I'm hoping to eventually get to a point to where I can go to conventions. Maybe I'll see you at future VidCon. Who knows? But until then, I'm going to still keep moving forward. And I'm still going to be talking to incredible artists such as James and such like some of the previous ones. So if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, please do me a huge favor. I know I said it in the beginning. But make sure you, you know, like, share, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe and go back and check out some of the episodes I've previously offered. I mean, I don't know how you perceive of me as a host, but I sincerely hope that this is a good sample of some of the other guests you might be interested in. Seriously, every single guest I've had on this podcast has been an honor and a treat to talk to. And I sincerely hope you guys take the time to go back and listen to some of these incredible conversations and show some of those artists that love as well. I am truly honored and blessed to be where I am with this podcast right now. And I sincerely hope that for those that, again, if this is your first time listening, you would show that support not just for this episode, but for previous episodes and episodes going forward. Because I keep on. I keep wanting. I still want to do some incredible conversations. I want to keep talking to incredible people. And your support would greatly mean the world to me if you keep showing that love and support. And not just for me, but for other people, both the other artists and the other people that I've, that we have in this community. Be a part of this community. Show that love and support. And let's bring everyone up. You know, rising tide rises all ships. So let's bring everyone up in this community and showcase that love and support for each other. 